Welcome to another episode of Auto Service World Conversations. I'm Alan Jansen, a contributing editor to Jobber News and Cars Magazine. This is a podcast that brings you new ideas, comments, and concerns about the automotive repair and service industry, sponsored by SiriusXM Canada. SiriusXM is making it possible for you to offer your customers three free months of satellite radio. Go to SiriusXM.ca slash shops for details. We're also sponsored by the Automotive Aftermarket Parts Exhibition, the virtual Apex Experience. This will be held November 3rd to 5th, and it's free to attend. These three days will serve as your own professional tune-up, providing information to keep your business and your customers' vehicles running efficiently. For more information and to register, visit www.apexshow.com. In today's episode, I'm speaking with Jim Caldwell, President and CEO of OK Tire Stores, Inc., Like every other automotive repair and service shop in Canada, OK Tire Shops were dramatically affected by COVID-19. Independent shop owners responded in a variety of ways. OK Tire Shop franchisees benefited from the guidance of head office executives who were keeping a careful eye on public health developments. With local economies starting to heat up again, I thought it was time to speak with Jim about how OK Tire Stores weathered the storm. Caldwell speaking. Yeah, hi, Jim. It's Alan Jansen calling from Jobber News and Cars Magazine. How you doing? Hi, Alan. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm very well. Thanks very much for agreeing to do this. I appreciate it. Sure, no problem. Let's uh, let's rock and roll, man. Let me start by asking, Jim, how many stores do you guys operate throughout Canada? And are they all franchise or do you also have some, some corporate stores? Yeah, we have, uh, it's over 350 independently owned OK Tire and OK Tire commercial stores right across the country. And they are 100% independent and uh, we have no corporate stores per se. All right. So you got a lot of expertise among your people there. That's one of the great things about the model is that when you have an independent owner, you've got somebody that truly, truly cares about their customer because it's it's really all about their reputation in the community. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden... A pandemic hits the country, hits the whole world. In it, fact, <laughs> what was the first impact on your business? Yeah, it would have been, you know, just like the rest of the world, right? And the, and the rest of the country, we all went into this the pandemic, uh, really not sure what the future held. And I think in the beginning, especially as restrictions came in and as as we tried to figure out as a country how to deal with this, people cocooned and rightfully so. Uh, so there was, particularly in that first, I would say, couple of months of the pandemic, Everybody was just kind of trying to figure out how to move forward. And I think that as we hit May and restrictions started to lift in different parts of the country, and it was different depending on where you live, for sure, we started to see this bump in sales. Probably about mid-May, I'd say, is when everybody started to feel a little bit comfortable Mm -hmm. to actually, you know, to go out and do things that uh, they've been wanting to do. And where we saw the bump beginning about the middle of May, as I said, was really, it was pent-up demand. Yeah. Well, most people are staying home, not uh, getting their car serviced or maintained, not driving very much. Not driving much. People hadn't changed over their winter tires to summer tires because really the lockdowns came in place in that period of time where people start to look at putting on their their all-season tires. Our industry, of course, was deemed an essential service. Correct. And that really kept a lot of people afloat. Yeah. 
Yeah, it did. But we didn't cease operations at all, although what they were dealing with was people that had emergencies, uh, you know, people trying to get to work, trying to get to family. It was, it was really heartwarming playing a role in being able to solve those problems for people who truly needed to get where they needed to go. I imagine your franchisees were busy trying to just keep their head above water, and your role would have been to talk to them about how to get through this. Yeah, it, it was really uh, listening to health agencies uh, right across the country and establishing a set of operating protocols that made sure that our employees, our owners and our customers all remain safe while being able to take care of the customers who truly needed to get their vehicles either maintained or repaired. So now we saw driving kind of dry up in the initial part of the pandemic, but by end of May, as you said, things started to open up. Did we see a great increase in summer driving? Was there a rise in domestic road trips this summer, you think? Yeah, we, we had talked about that as we went through the initial planning of you know where we thought the business was going to go. And one of the things that we thought would happen and did happen was that we really felt that although people weren't driving right now, as restrictions started to lift and people started to feel more comfortable to go outside, we knew that people were having some concerns with flying. And I think we, you know, I think that can't be understated the impact on the airline industry. But you know, there is just this human desire and need to connect. And uh, we figured that people would say, honey, let's get the kids. We're going to see grandma. We felt that people would get out and drive further, longer to get to family and friends. And that actually did occur. And the other thing with the U.S. border being closed, we also thought that people would, you know, instead of going south, they would explore their province or their neighboring province. And we've seen that as well. You know, I've even seen a lot of advertisements for provincial tourism saying, hey, if you, since you're not going international and you're not going south, see your own province. And um, and I guess that message has reached Canadians because they seem to be doing it. Yeah, I can't tell you the number of people that I spoke to that couldn't get a campground reservation because the campgrounds were full. Or, you know, out here in BC, just trying to book a hotel to go see somewhere else in BC was difficult because they were all filling up because people decided to explore local. And I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Now you mentioned camping. I think you guys also have a focus on RVs, like recreational vehicles of all kinds. Is that fair to say? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we saw a significant uptick in both maintenance and tire products. Tire business has been absolutely through the roof as people did things that they felt comfortable doing. That's where we've seen the biggest uptick in, in business. You know, with the campers, people feel comfortable in an environment that they can control. And I guess an RV is a bit like a moving hotel room. So they felt a little more comfortable there. I think they felt more comfortable. And then, you know, the other pieces that camping, RVing, it's all about the outdoors. And I think people felt more comfortable doing things that were outdoor related. So now, how do you think that the ban on travel to the U.S. is going to play out in auto repair shops now that we're getting towards winter and the snowbirds who would normally be getting their vehicles ready for a trip south aren't going south. Yeah, we, we've actually done some work on this. It's just under 400,000 Canadians, according to StatsCan, that are, are classified as, as snowbirds. And we, we really feel that more than anything, I mean, there's a, a whole new market for snow tires right there. Right, of course. Because they are going to have to prepare their vehicles probably differently than they've prepared them in the past. It's not everybody that drove down south. Many flew. This year they won't be going and that they will be having to get their vehicles ready. So there, there is an opportunity to service a completely different demographic than we're used to on an annual basis. Exactly. What are the basic winter inspection points that you guys promote? Well, you know, obviously it's, it's all about checking the battery. 
we always recommend that you change the wiper blades at the, as the seasons change, particularly wiper blades that'll handle snow. You know, it's the air conditioning system that needs to be working because it, it dries the air and helps with defrosting. Make sure all the lights are working. You can't underestimate changing the oil, of course, and checking all the fluids and hoses and filters. And, and of course, check those tires to make sure that they're be ha- able to handle the snow. And it's, those are all the things that our shops will go through with each vehicle on the inspections. Are there some services or components that tend to get overlooked at this time of year? Yeah, I, you know, I say the biggest one is the battery. I mean, it's the heat that really kills the battery, but it's the cold that makes it fail. I've read a report that something like two out of five cars on the road today are, are driving around with batteries that don't have the cold cranking reserve that they really need. So just making sure that you check your battery is one of those things that is, is commonly overlooked. Mm-hmm. So you've been in close contact with your franchisees. Are there any interesting or heartwarming stories that come from the field, people that are dealing with COVID in a unique way? Oh, gosh. You know, I, I tell you, the, the, the stories we get in of dealers that have gone above and beyond, particularly in the early days, it's what our dealers do every day is, is, is help solve people's problems so that they can get on the road to where they're trying to get to. So, I mean, those stories come every day. But you know, during it was especially during the initial lockdowns when, you know, people were scared and unsure of the future. And all of a sudden, you know, your vehicle doesn't work and you just need to get somewhere. Oh, I, 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 there's a story of a, of a senior citizen. She was in her mid 80s. I know she called out. She actually saw one of our commercials and had been calling around. Uh, it was just in the Vancouver area, had been calling around to to other automotive places to get their vehicle uh, repaired, All right. but they were both uh, not as mobile as they you would like to be. And so they needed somebody to come and get their vehicle and bring it back to them and nobody was willing to do it. And uh, they saw one of our commercials, called our, our dealer, and uh, they made arrangements to go and pick up their vehicle, repair it and bring it back to them. And they tell you, made their day. And there's multiple stories of those type where our dealers went above and beyond to try and get people on the road. It's particularly gratifying to help somebody who's elderly and really can't rely on their on themselves the way younger people can. Yeah, it's 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 when the the goodness in people comes out, right? Mm-hmm. So, looking forward, what does your crystal ball tell you about the future of the pandemic and the future of the automotive repair and service industry? Oh gosh, yeah, my crystal ball is about as fuzzy as everybody else's with respect to the pandemic. The restrictions are going to be here with us for a while, at least until we people feel comfortable enough to go out. That's going to be vaccines and those sorts of things, which are completely out of our control, of course. But automotive being an essential service, uh, our stores will continue to be there for people when they need us. We'll see what the impacts are on the economy this this fall. You know, I think the good news is that we've learned how to address a spike in an area. As we go through the fall, there'll be spikes in certain areas. Restrictions will come in. They'll uh, knock down the the spike and then open things up again. And we'll be dealing with that on a regional basis all through the winter, I'm sure. And our dealers are more than ready uh, with safety protocols and making sure that we keep our customers and our employees safe right across the country as we go through this. And we will get through this. I'm encouraged by the fact that, uh, you know, we're, we're managing our way through this fairly well as a country. And as an industry as well, I think generally speaking, the auto repair and service industry has performed very well throughout this. Yeah. The reality is that people do need to get to work. They do need to get to the grocery store. They need to get the family who needs their support. Um, And, you know, uh, the automotive industry as a whole will be there for them when they need us.
Well, thank you very much for uh, for speaking with Jim. I really appreciate it. Sure. Had uh, my pleasure, Al. Take care. Bye. Well, that's it for another episode of Auto Service World Conversations. I'd like to hear what's on your mind these days, and if you have a point of view that you'd like to share with the industry, let me know. You could be a guest on an upcoming podcast. Just drop me a note at alan at newcom.ca. You can subscribe to Auto Service World Conversations on Apple Podcasts or simply visit autoserviceworld.com every Monday morning to hear another conversation. As always, I want to thank SiriusXM Canada and the Virtual Apex Experience for sponsoring us and you for listening. I'm Alan Jansen. See you next time.